0: This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Kriukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about Ukrainian progress towards its EU membership and the latest EU recommendations to Ukraine after the EU-Ukraine summit on the 3rd of February in Kyiv. Ukraine has specific EU integration agreements with its partners. And there is an understanding that it will be possible to start membership negotiations as early as this year. President Volodymyr Zelensky said this in a video following the historic EU Ukraine summit that took place in Kyiv on the 3rd of February. During the meeting, Ukraine and its European allies discussed issues of defense and financial support to Ukraine and the continuation of sanctions pressure on Russia. In particular, the president stressed that sides discussed the 10th sanctions package, which the European Union is currently working on. In addition, during the summit, the EU officially supported the Ukrainian peace formula. The impressive landing party from Brussels, led by the top EU officials, brought two complementary signals to the Ukrainian authorities. The first signal was positive, and it did not go unnoticed. The announced and confirmed message from the EU leadership that Ukraine will one day become a member of the European Union. The EU now has the political will to do so, and even enlargement skeptics like the Netherlands don't oppose it, as the message has been agreed upon by the 27 member states. But there was another signal, a realistic one, and it can't be ignored either. In a nutshell, Kyiv shouldn't sit on laurels of previous successes, because the overly optimistic statements by the Ukrainian prime minister and other officials have led Brussels to believe that the Ukrainian authorities are prone to simplifications and need to understand the scale of the challenges and tasks that Ukraine must solve before joining the EU. This was made very clear in the document which European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen personally handed in to President Zelensky last Thursday. An assessment of compliance with EU law, which the Commission had drawn up for Ukraine, Moldova and Georgia. The main conclusions are as follows. Ukraine's bravura statements about its high readiness for accession have no basis. It only scored two on a five-point scale. There is widespread opinion in this country that Ukraine has become so European-integrated in recent years that it's even ahead of the Balkan countries in this regard. The European Commission's assessment refutes this. The indicators of Ukraine 2022 are even worse than those of the Balkan states in 2015. However, Ukraine has great growth potential and can pull away. Here it is critically essential for Kyiv to realize that several reforms are decisive for the perception of its successes by Brussels and other European capitals. It is also important that Ukraine, even though scoring two, is the leader among the Eastern Partnership countries, while Moldova has the worst indicators. And this is a separate challenge for us, given the EU's willingness to combine the European prospects of Kyiv and Chisinau. Wojciech Pszibylski, the editor-in-chief of Visegrad Insight, is sure that Ukraine has huge progress in its European integration path.
1: Ukraine has made a huge progress in its road towards EU membership. It is partly um, because of the war and the war has accelerated the recognition of the Ukrainian progress in terms of internal reforms in in terms of its determination through the years of uh, Russian aggression that started in 2014, and over these years the progress that has been made has been taken notice of and has been recognized after the new invasion of Russia into into Ukraine on uh, in February 2022 the decision that the EU has taken and has renewed uh, in the commitment to take Ukraine on board of, uh, of the European project, that is remarkable not just from the point of view of Ukraine but from the perspective of the European integration process itself. Never before such a step has been taken in invoked and inspired and decided because of purely political and security reasoning. And that is something new, not just for Ukraine, which is super important for Ukraine, but it is super equally super important for the rest of the EU because the EU with this decision is also transforming itself slowly, but it is going into a direction that makes it a foreign policy actor that it never has been before.
0: Said Wojciech Przybylski. On the eve of the EU Ukraine summit in Kyiv, Ursula von der Leyen met with Volodymyr Zelensky and personally handed in a document with a long and complicated title Analytical Report Supplementing the Conclusions of the European Commission Regarding Ukraine's Application to Join the European Union. This document audits Ukraine's approach to EU law and outlines a plan for future accession negotiations. It is worth noting separately what the accession negotiations of the candidate state to the European Union consist in. Despite the name, this process bears little resemblance to ordinary interstate negotiations. It is about the fact that Kyiv must transfer all EU legislative acts, norms and standards without exception to the Ukrainian regulatory field, after which the Ukrainian government must prove to its European colleagues at these negotiations that each norm of Ukrainian legislation formulated in one way or another corresponds to EU law. So step by step the accession agreement is in drafting, confirming that Ukraine has successfully realigned its legislation with European law under 33 blocks, the so-called negotiating chapters. In the document that Ukraine has received, the European Commission analyzes Ukraine's approximation to EU law on 67 pages, separately for each mentioned negotiation chapter. Similar documents were published regarding Moldova and Georgia. In general, such an assessment by the EU is given to candidate states once a year and Ukraine is to receive it in October. The current report on Ukraine, Moldova and Georgia is extraordinary and therefore abbreviated. It lacks evaluations on the key chapter for the EU, justice and fundamental rights. Its evaluation in Brussels was deliberately postponed until autumn. You're listening to Ukraine Global. This edition of Ukraine Global is about Ukrainian progress towards its EU membership and the latest EU recommendations to Ukraine after the EU-Ukraine summit on February 3rd in Kyiv. Stay tuned. Wojciech says that despite many obstacles, Europe is still united in supporting Ukraine.
1: When it comes to the obstacles ahead of uh, uh, European enlargement. There may be several, but but the important ones to bear in mind are uh, the type of, of unity that Europe has. We keep united on the front of Ukraine uh, in terms of support, military support, and we will be united as long as it takes. But this is in the times of, of war. Now, the question is, how Europe will look at the enlargement and admission of Ukraine when there is no war or there is no hot conflict, if there will be at some point a ceasefire. And the divergence, we believe, um, according to our recent report, Foresight study, War in the Future of Europe, is, is a potential danger ahead of us. There is a danger of divergence of polarization between some countries in the East and some countries in the West in terms of the further strategy of the European Union, including the enlargement. Point number two, there is a strong uh, discussion in the European Union about the conditions uh, that need to be made institutionally within the EU before EU is ready for next enlargement. These arguments are put forward by those who see that after Brexit, the EU needs reforming itself before we have further waves of enlargement because um, we became too many and too complex and too complicated in decision-making. Now, I might disagree with most of these arguments, but it's true that we might need to have um, an internal deal uh, that is conditional, that is quip fro quo, there is a trade off between those who want some sort of institutional reform within the EU to be satisfied with concessions from those who want the enlargement to take place. So, for instance, this would be a more unified decision making, a, a, a qualified majority voting in terms of decision making when it comes to foreign policy, foreign and security policy. This is a difficult affair, difficult matter, but it might be that such a limited trade-off with some, some uh, specific um, points uh, could be raised and uh, would lift the barrier ahead of the enlargement. Said Wojciech Pszibylski.
0: So, what evaluations did the European Commission give to Kyiv for the other 32 negotiating chapters? The evaluation of EU candidate states is usually carried out on an annual basis and the assessment methodology has remained unchanged since 2015. European Commission experts examine the legislation and the real situation in the candidate state under each negotiating chapter and conclude how close it is to European law and practice. So what has Ukraine achieved? The main conclusion is that Ukraine's level of European integration could be more coherent and systematic. According to the EU assessment, there are areas in Ukrainian law and practice where this country is really close to the EU and where rapprochement has only just begun. So, for four out of 32 negotiating chapters, Ukraine received a high score. A four, that is confirmation of good compliance. They are the customs union chapter, which is especially important for Ukraine seeking greater trade liberalization, and those covering energy, foreign policy, and security policy. In five areas, Ukraine received a three, moderate compliance with EU law, which is generally a good score for a novice candidate. At the same time, there are eight areas in which Ukraine was given the lowest score, that is, those where Ukraine almost failed to realign with EU law. There are also 15 areas where it received a 2, demonstrating only fragmentary implementation of European norms. In total, for 32 chapters, Ukraine scored 69 points, that is, the average score is 2.16. Is it a lot or a little? The requirements for negotiating chapters of each candidate are the same. The assessment makes it possible to compare the success of European integration efforts made by different states. Here, Ukraine has excellent indicators compared with those of other states in the region. Ukraine remains the leader of the so-called associated trio, being at a higher level of European integration than Georgia and Moldova. According to the same methodology, Georgia is just a little behind with 67 points. Even though Georgian-European relations are far from perfect, the sectoral reforms carried out in the last decade or even earlier still have an effect. Moldova scored a mere 55 points, that is, the average rating of the negotiating chapters is 1.72 points. So, in the case of Moldova, we can talk about a catastrophically low level of European integration. To achieve indicators similar to Ukraine's, Moldova must show a real turbo mode in carrying out reforms, especially if Ukraine improves its indicators simultaneously. By the way, the success of Moldova's neighbors is vital for Ukraine, because at the moment the EU doesn't seem to want to separate these candidate twins in the foreseeable future, and agree to the accession of Ukraine, leaving Moldova a grey area surrounded by EU member states. Another difference between the states from this trio is that it's in Ukraine that the chaotic character of European integration is the most noticeable. Georgia and Moldova have significantly more average scores, while Ukraine mostly has either failure or serious progress in many areas. Wojciech Pshibulsky told Radio Ukraine that we should not delude ourselves because European society looks at Ukraine through the prism of
1: the war. There is an ongoing discussion whether there should be uh, a jump enlargement, uh, having everyone on board, everyone who meets criteria, in, including Ukraine, in the future enlargement all at once, perhaps, or it should be step by step, and depending on on how this will go, and should there be some um, unexpected trouble on the road on the on the roadmap that will be paved for the future enlargement, so that, for instance, the countries that From the Western Balkan area would start joining and then the process would stop because of whatever trouble they may encounter. This would be a potential obstacle to the future membership of Ukraine. But I think we should not consider it too much because what is the most important thing is that the enlargement process for Ukraine has started. It needs to be uh, kept up and it needs to be taken uh, realistically with a set of differentiated scenarios, different options for how it actually may uh, come into completion, how, how it can uh, be fulfilled. But it's without a doubt for me that Ukraine will uh, be a EU member state and it will bring enormous value to the future of the Common European Project.
0: Said Wojciech przybylski Slowly, Ukraine is moving towards its European dream. To most Ukrainians, Europe is a symbol of democracy and economic stability. Of course, it is no paradise, but it has a much higher level of living. To achieve that, we need to change the country from the inside. Step by step, the progress continues. We need to consider mistakes, see all colours, not only light ones, and realise the problems. That was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Victoria Krukova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. Radio Ukraine International invites listeners to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine and analyzing their global dimension in studio discussions with experts, government officials and public figures.